G'day and welcome back to another episode of Bush Yarns. I'm Scotty Connell from Kimberley Spirit and I'm stoked to be able to bring you some more yarns from Mount Bush up here in the Kimberley, northwestern Australia. Let's get into it. And here we are. It's been a while since we've tuned in. Welcome back to the to the podcast, guys. It's um been a big few months. I look forward to elaborating on that at a later date. But for now, I'm sitting here with Mick and Jumps from Salty Wings. And um, we're at the end of a two-week trip all through the Kimberley. It's the wet season. And uh, how are you going, guys? G'day, Scotty. How's it going? Well, this is job's on. <laughs> <laughs> this is Mick here and Jumps. G'day, guys. How's life? Living. <laughs> Do you want to um, just tell... For everyone that doesn't know who Mick and Jumps are from Salty Wings, um, they know the brand. Most people I have on my social media will be aware of the brand and the um, amazing art you guys do with the aerial photography and, and all that sort of things. But do you just want to tell them a bit about yourselves personally before we get into things? Yeah, sure. Um, my name's Jumpal Williamson and a lot of people know me by Jumps. Um, yeah, I guess my story with in relation to photography started uh, when I was in high school. I was given a camera and kind of just attached to it in a way that felt felt right and has always felt right my whole life. So, um, yeah, I did school in Perth, uh, went to Christchurch Grammar and finished in 09 and bounced around a couple of different uni degrees and exited a couple of uni degrees all the while still doing <laughs> photography and um yeah it's just remained the, the constant theme throughout my life so um it led me to find mick and how old are you now james i'm 29 30 this year old man 30 30 wow yeah. <laughs> <laughs> boy how living absolutely <laughs> um yeah so uh, my other interests include running yoga uh, lots of fitness stuff. Um, I've just recently moved to the Gold Coast and living life over there, which is amazing. Um, it's almost as good as WA, but still got a bit of catching up to do. And yeah, that's me. Is that your first time living in the state, like living over in the East Coast? Um, I was actually born in Sydney. Yep. So until I was sort of eight or nine and then did a bit of time in Canberra and then moved over to Perth in 20... 07 or 06 yeah yep. awesome. yeah Sydney cyber yeah look out where are you Mick so this is Mick my name's Michael Gertzi. Um I think Instagram probably knows me as Mick no one else really called me Mick before Instagram <laughs> but that's what I made my handle so it's kind of stuck now um, this is my first podcast so it might take me a little while to get my eye in <laughs> um I guess I grew up in Perth, Western Australia, in a little suburb called Claremont by the river. Always been in WA, very rarely left the state um, until we started Salty Wings and started to explore a bit more. What year um, was that? What year was that? That we started Salty Wings? Mm. Uh, it started in the end of 2015. Yep. So officially we started on the 1st of January 2016 when we launched our Instagram. But the story really starts about halfway through 2015. Um, 
So is that like five years out of high school? Or how? So I am 33 this year, the magic 33. I love that number. Yeah, it's a big number. Um, so that was, what, six years ago now. So I think I was 27 at the time that we were starting Salty Wings, 10 years out of school already. Um, I had recently moved from Perth to Dunsborough. I used to play football for about 20 years, just top-level amateurs, nothing special, but absolutely frothed on it. But when football finished, I decided to take up surfing because I really missed the physical aspect that um, football provided. Biggest kick in the AFL I heard <laughs> <laughs> on record. What a man. Didn't play AFL. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, good story, though. Good story. I once kicked a top goal from 80 metres out. I asked the boys, they'll back it up. Actually, <laughs> that's fact. Sick. Yeah, yeah facts. It got measured out and everything. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I started surfing and uh, after football took up photography as well. Um, I'd always been interested in photography, but it was nothing I really took seriously. I um, was doing and did an engineer or halfway through an engineering degree and quit that and ended up doing commerce economics. I really was interested in business and being an entrepreneur. Um, but I just didn't know what to do, so uh, I guess after playing football, took up surfing and just got addicted to that feeling of getting smashed by a wave and being held down, and <laughs> <laughs> like, that was the funnest part for me because I, I didn't know I didn't know how to ride the wave. <laughs> I just know how knew how to get smashed. So it's one of the best feelings ever. Not much has changed, eh? Yeah, I'm, I'm, in six years, I'm still pretty rubbish. Like my body's designed for football, not for surfing. So it's going to take another ten years until I look half half good. Or... But you have fun, eh? Yeah, I have heaps of fun, and that's the most important thing. Absolutely. Um, um. So we're just passing a microphone. That's why the it's um that's why it's going in and out. I've just got the two here, but. Um, we're sitting in Broome, it's overcast, it's nice and nice and um, cool, which is very odd. We've been a lot of hot days on this mission, and um, it's overcast here today. And we've got the beach, and we've got the smell of frangipanis, and it's all pretty pretty heavenly. Broome's such a vibe. And you guys, um, I first met you down in Perth um, years ago when we touched base down there, and around that 2017, 16, around the beginning of all this sort of stuff. Um, and you guys talked and really keen on the Kimberley and, and keen on coming up here, you'd seen stuff. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that, how the, how you're, um, cause you've done like the Kimberley coast, you've done these, all these other missions. You've done a few with me now, mm. um, out to Rolly Shoals, the coast, the interior. Mm. Um, do you want to tell us a bit about what that looked like coming up from Perth for your first trips to the Kimberley? And well, ever since we were on Instagram, we were following, we started following you pretty early on and we were just like, who's this superstar? <laughs> and I guess, well, for me personally, through through your photos and and how you travel through the Kimberley, I fell in love with it more than I already already had. Like so I'd cool. obviously heard of the Kimberley, but I'd never really seen it in such a way. Um, and so when we had the chance to get up here all those years ago in 2016, it was I was pretty excited. Mm. Yeah. Was that where the Kate Levique shots and stuff came from? Like in that. Like those first original images of like Price's Point and was yeah. that on that trip or was that a boat trip or what was that first trip? Yeah, that was um, at the tail end of a trip we did with the Great Escape. Yeah. Um, we had the chance to stay on in Broome and just start, start chipping away at some photos. Yeah. 
Um, so that was that was March 2016 that we did that. Mm. So we started our business on January 1st, and by March we already got invited on a boat called Great Escape, which was one of the most amazing experiences ever. Ever. To, to jump on a boat in Fremantle in Perth and get taken all the way up to Karatha was the final destination for that trip. Um, but towards the end of the trip, one of the boys said, oh, we're taking the boat to Broome after this. There's, like, the guests are off the boat, so there's free beds. Um, and me and Jumps just jumped at the opportunity yeah. and ran with it. And they, yeah, a couple of lads on that boat, legends. And a massive helipad slash drone pad that we could just <laughs> fly drones yeah. every day, sunrise to sunset. So it was pretty amazing. So that was just one of the luckiest things ever. Uh, it was part of... WA Tourism picked us up and mm. uh, asked us to do that trip for them. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was when we hit Broome that the magic really started happening. We just went off on our own and yeah, we'd been hearing about what the stuff north of Broome. Um, yeah. A place called Signet Bay and Cape Levique. Like we kind of knew about that area in that region, but the stories that we were told by the crew members on that trip really kind of romanticized this place in a new way for us so when we went up there we were kind of we we're riding this exciting kind of i guess just knowledge of a place we hadn't shot yet and it was it t everything that we heard turned out to be true mm. and we we're able to capture a series of images that really i think put salty wings on the map mm. yeah, which was definitely. really lucky like, yeah like jump said we'd heard about the place but when you get there it just mm. blows your mind like red cliffs what 10 meters high 15 meters high um white water i mean sorry white sand blue water and from a drone they just looked absolutely amazing we got pictures that were out of this world that we never thought existed yeah we never thought we would get anything like that yeah um, I, was, I was just thinking then what did it look like for the very first time to put a drone up in the sky and just look straight down on that or am i allowed like, to swear on this because <laughs> you had all the esperance photos and the other places around wa of real pristine beaches mm. and then to put it up on that and have that that contrast like describe that moment for both years well like you just said that um there were two places in wa that absolutely blew our minds um both from like perth we knew a lot about the about perth in the southwest but going to Esperance and then come... So we went to Esperance first and then coming up to Cape Levique, those were the two spots that, you know, we'd seen photos from the ground before, but neither of us had ever seen an aerial photo, a drone photo from either of those spots. And when we did those trips to Esperance and Cape Levique, like... It was exhilarating. Yeah, as you're flying the drone and seeing it yourself for the first time, it would just blow our minds. Just and we a whole we, lot of wow we would be sitting next to each other just absolutely frothing because <laughs> at the like, time like we, this drone the drone space was still new so in our minds we were we were able to to do this in a in a way that hadn't been done before so we were writing that that thought and that feeling and and just the the excitation like that we were experiencing the the pure bliss of like knowing we're shooting stuff how people hadn't shot before was pretty powerful yeah it's it's a few years ago now but mm. at the time we actually felt like pioneers flying like Absolutely. i don't think anyone had flown drones well they might to have, our knowledge to our knowledge we hadn't actually seen it before so we felt like we were seeing seeing landscapes and seeing things that no one had ever seen before and we hadn't ever seen before and it was just 
absolutely amazing yeah, it's really special blew our minds and then when we managed to get a few edited photos up i guess blew other the, people's minds yeah the response was overwhelming mm. and that really kicked off our business those those two locations in particular esperance and cape levique james rice point the red of Broome. but the feelings of of that landscape like in you know in in the kimberley is a testament to the kimberley like you can get those kinds of feelings just from being there without even taking photos which is it's pretty powerful and it's the reason we still come back today one of yeah no you know. doubt and like you said that's exactly what i was thinking when you guys were talking about that was that that real pioneering spirit as well to come into that terrain like we hadn't seen it we've been staring at this coast from little scenic planes and helicopters and stuff mm. for years but to actually just get up there hover in one spot and just look straight down is just unbelievable and then there's been a whole I don't know there's the last five years there's been all sorts of photos coming out that mimic what you guys have done but mm. that was where it began in Western Australia so and um and Australia for that matter to really see that from above and you guys were on the I remember the Today Tonight television show and like the news the media got hold of what you guys mm. were doing as well not just WA Tourism but Australia wide they wanted to know like mm. all about it particularly like it's five years and there's a lot of drones around now but drones back then just weren't around like they are now as well so mm. to and now they're just as popular as they were. Like when people see an image and they know it's from a drone, it's like it gets so hit. Mm. Like people, for some reason, there's something about it. That, mm. um, but you're also out of that developing the business. Do you want to tell them a bit more about the actual Salty Wings itself and and where it took you to from there, like within the country and around the world or what that looked like and just a little bit more of a background on actual Salty Wings itself? For sure. Do we want to rewind a bit and go back to Dunsborough 2015? Yeah, we can. Yeah, the actual beginning. I mean, yeah, because we skipped over that a bit. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a story that's pretty close to both of our hearts, I guess, because it's one of such significance in our lives. Like what we thought at the time was just two friends hanging out, sharing a love of entrepreneurship, photography, travel, sort of six years later is is still <laughs> we're still doing it but at the time it was a bit like it was just for the love of those things yeah we had no idea where it would take us yeah. we just thought it might be nice to sell a few prints because people seem to like these aerial photos we we're taking yeah so i was doing like um freelance commercial photography work and in my spare time i would come down and hang out with mick in dunsborough and margaret river and um i had seen sort of in the beginning of 2015 a video of a guy flying a drone through a forest on reddit or something on reddit yeah it was on a reddit thread and i just was like wow this is amazing this is something different i'm gonna try and get one of these things and managed managed to get one and was photographing everywhere perth down south margaret river so and that was that was the dji phantom 2 vision plus yeah which was still a pretty basic drone but it yeah. was like one of the first or i guess second generation of consumer drones where everything was ready to go out of the one box system. yeah one system and the photos were pretty good like they looked mm. they looked okay on instagram mm. but the camera was still pretty lacking yeah um, it was pretty lacking but it was still getting the job done yeah so that, much so that like i was getting some some requests for prints um, through yeah. through Instagram, which kind of perked my interest in that space, and that's around the time we started hanging out, taking yeah. photos a lot. 
So I was living in Dunsborough. I'd moved down there from Perth. Um, didn't have a job. Magic I, bus. Yeah, living in a magic bus. Literally, <laughs> literally a school bus that looked like the magic bus from, from those books. With the most epic outdoor shower. and Yeah, a big deck on the side looking out into the bush. And we'd just sit there looking into the bush, brainstorming these pine sky ideas that yeah now come true but anyway uh didn't didn't have a job and was just burning fuel burning on empty uh were you doing some trading some stuff yeah but i was just spending it all and was pretty much running out of cash and was really interested in starting a business and along comes jumps with this with this drone taking amazing photos teaching me how to use the drone and take amazing photos and I guess I just seem to have a knack for flying a drone being uh, coming from like a, a kind of mathematical yeah, your photos geometry. Were, your photos were instantly like so much different to mine in the way that you were interested in texture and abstracts and that was something that I started learning from you straight away as well. Yeah. Different way to do it. So I'd come coming from the commerce economics background, really wanting to start my own business like and jumps tells me... Um, or people were interested in buying some prints from me. And I'd recently built a couple of websites just to earn some cash before I was looking to get an actual job, um, building websites on Squarespace, and then I was dabbling in Shopify as well. So I'd had a bit of experience and uh, built a couple of websites for friends of mine who ran yoga studios. So thanks to them for providing that opportunity. Wendy, Mao and Donna. Um, anyway, I, we puzzled the two together with Jumps being an amazing photographer, best editor Instagram had ever seen, yeah. <laughs> or at least getting there. Oi, shut up. <laughs> Scotty can back that yeah, up. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> My favourite. Oi, shut up. My favourite for sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so saw the opportunity to, I would build the website because... It was easy to do. And anyone that's looking to start a business like Shopify, Squarespace, they are amazing and so easy to use. Uh, put together, started putting together a website with this idea that me and Jumps would go take some drone photos and we might sell a few prints. The thing that kept running through our heads that we'd, we would say to each other is, no one's doing this. And to us, it was so simple. Mm. But when we looked out there in that landscape no one was doing it and that was a such an exciting driving force to continue to to grow and build and we ended up deciding to shoot a big catalog of images before launching the yeah. business there were other photographers with drones and they but were doing not, a great job but not in but they were already established photographers and they already had an underground presence with their mm. so me and jump saw the opportunity in in the fact that no one was doing drone only mm. and that's where we would be unique i remember you came back from a trip to from the act i think mm. maybe where you saw um saw your stepdad mm. and he told you like the thing that blew your mind the most was your aerial work mm. and in that conversation i think we both realized like it is the aerial niche mm. that we have an opportunity here Mm. um so we decided uh we heard about the launch of the uh, phantom 3 dji phantom 3 
and that would have a camera that would be good enough to print photos from and that's where it all really started so that was around October November 2015 as soon as that launched me and Jumps both bought one each and decided to head down to the south coast of Western Australia um, which was epic <laughs> and we shot photos yeah. there that still we can't replicate which is interesting yeah so one bit more Scotty on our first trip ever down to the south coast we went to Albany and went straight to a place I'm I don't think I want to say it in the podcast. <laughs> like you, you we went f- to this sick you, place. You can find it. You can find it on our website. It's our best-selling image. But anyway, our first day at the beach on our first ever trip. It was the last day. We were leaving after that. Oh yeah, but we we're only there for a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was our fir- <laughs> it was our first trip. First to- day of the one-day trip. Yeah, yeah. Fir- first day of the one or two-day trip. It was massive. Um, yeah, we were standing there together and Jumps had this idea, oh my God, what if I put an umbrella in this photo and just sprinted down onto the beach and the light was about to go and we took the photo, this last photo of that beach trip and it's been our bestseller ever since. Probably the reason we got to where we are today because it, it was the first time that I think the online world and had sort of seen this sort of beautiful scene you know this lifestyle scene but from above straight down but it was also confirmation for us like that we're on the right track mm. um it's just so mind-blowing to think back that even even to this day in 2021 and in 2020 this image that we took on our first ever beach trip with these new drones is still our bestseller consistently like yeah how is that possible it's so cool that that thought something that came to me through that as well was you've uh, people have on the back of their iPhones a photo from a mm. particular spot down there that's well loved but you guys got a photo from there and there's mm. been some of your photos have gone really big into international campaigns and mm. was that tell us about that one that was that was iPhone got it off you or Apple got it off you or? we got an email uh, in the beginning of actually might have been late 2016 the first email um, from someone at Apple which we was it that early well we had we did a couple images with those guys the first was uh the one we shot down in Albany, and the second one was later in 2017 for that second campaign yeah but long story short we got this very improperly written email from someone claiming to be at apple it was way too formal and (laughs) (laughs) a scam yeah yeah Uh, literally so i replied straight away and said is this a scam like it does not sound legit. If this is Apple, please give us confirmation because we don't believe you. For the photographers out, <laughs> for the photographers out there, they wanted uh, an image uh, in in a raw format, and any other photos around that time that the first image was shot at in raw, no question asked. We need to see all the raws straight away. Yeah, they weren't offering to pay or anything. They just wanted us to send away a raw of our best image, and we're like. No nah, man. No nah, <laughs> nah, man. Anyway, that email ended up leading to a sale of that <clears throat> of an image to Apple that was later used on iOS 11 as the hero image. So that image went out to every iPhone in the world, and still to this day we are out in public and we see someone pull up their iPhone, or I'll be watching Netflix and someone will pull up their iPhone in the show. Yeah, and it'll it's be amazing. Our like it's it was it was almost like the energy of what we were doing, kind of like came to a focal point and one and and that focal point was 
you know, selling an image to Apple, one of, mm. you know, it was like. I remember I was on a trip in America and went to, out to a concert and at concerts everyone holds up their phones now um, to record it and I just saw our image everywhere <laughs> like and it just blew my mind the so other side crazy. of the world all these people we don't know and mm. there's there's our image being held up by tens of people like mm. and that's back to that validation thing like it really reaffirmed in our minds that we were really doing something good yeah <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit and from the outside from being up here and looking in it was like at the beginning and we'll get on from the beginning in a minute um but it was like you came in you did a photo a day you did drone only it's like you it's like you'd sat down and actually came up with a plan and then just gone boom and instagram like you grew that you mm. your instagram went viral like it's like every image every day mm. was a viral image for yeah for the first year just quickly to touch on that yeah we we shot all these images. We knew they were they were different, and we decided on the first of January to just roll one out a day on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, jumps touched on it earlier. So a big part of us being lucky, I guess, was that we actually planned ahead. We did three months of travel, and it was so hard not to post any of those photos because <laughs> because we saw other people getting the Phantom Three and starting to post photos. And we were just frothing so hard on... We had, a, we had a backup Instagram account loaded with hundreds of images ready to go. Yeah, we'd send photos to friends and like... We probably shouldn't have done that, but everyone mm. was frothing. And I think the, the patience to come up with a plan to mm. launch on January 1st and already have... Uh, we had like 30 or 60 images ready to, ready to post daily. Mm. Uh, we had a plan of who we were going to tag and try and get attention from. We had the plan from the very first day to be a print store. Create a product. So, yeah, to be a product-based business. So I think a lot of photographers fall into prints later down the line. But from day one, we knew that every image was going to be a print. So every time we edited a photo and exported it, we would export the JPEG for Instagram and then we would export the high-res for printing and we had that all organized from the start um i think Which that was, was good. i think that was really important was that we had the plan mm. even though we didn't know where it would lead us we had the plan that, so that we could build on it mm. so this is like me and a lot of people um in the instagram in the social media realm the instagram has been absolutely monumental I mean, what you're saying is each photo you put on, that's the forefront of your business. Mm. That's like every day. That's, and they're all crisp and cutting edge images. Mm. Have, like I said, they're all viral images. Like each one was used across every platform, you know, for for um, a long time there in those first couple of years. And so for kids these days and for younger people wanting to get in um, into you know art and into passion projects and things they really enjoy like you guys get to live your lifestyle and make money from it and you and love what you do what would your advice be for yeah for the younger the new generation the next generation coming up in that space like they've obviously heard how you did it it was a different time it was your thing and what would you say to younger people wanting to get in involved in in living their passion like that start <laughs> just start and put it out there and put it out there i think a lot of us who are creative people get into it because we we think or we know we have good taste i'm talking creatively here if you're a photographer or a filmmaker and i think when you start 
there's a gap between what you're making now and what you want to make and sometimes you can get discouraged by the quality of your work and for us for me personally the way to overcome that is to just do work do lots of work take on projects shoot a lot of photos shoot every day that's the only way you can close the gap between what you're making now and what you want to make in the future and how you see your work um, and that's something that I pulled from a video uh, called The Gap um, which is uh, words by a guy called Ira Glass if you guys want to check that out, that out online it's an amazing video that really helped me realise that it will get better or your, your work will get better so one thing I would add to that was like I said before I was 27 when we started Salty Wings I didn't have any savings didn't really have much direction but I think the key is to be patient like you don't need to have the answer today especially for young men out there who might be a bit lost just give yourself time like one of the best things I did moving to Dunsborough was just giving myself time and um, giving myself time to think about it to let the passion creep in and find me mm. um, it's it's really good man that's a really really good message for him in that like doing that is one thing and saying that is one thing and you've obviously done it very well but on the sides you've got these crosswinds coming in of other guys mimicking the photos and other people building you know and trying to and just flat out copying mm. stuff online so how much how do you how do you keep on that track i personally just don't worry about it at all <laughs> Like simple answer. Great answer. Um, I kind of come from an economics background, Austrian economics. If anyone out there knows what I'm talking about, kudos to you. <laughs> um, it's basically a philosophy that any information can and will be copied because that's what humans do. We are meme machines. We copy each other all the time and we replicate what other people are doing we all do it whether we are conscious of it or not so when other people copy our work like copy is a strong word i just try not to worry about it, mm. it like it can be hard at times but you will be happier if you just let that stuff go and let yourself be inspired by other people mm. but as jumps always said jumps you might want to elaborate like you need to find your find your little spin mm. that is what will set you apart yeah yeah you have to you have to look inwards and and respect and nourish the thing that got you into what you're doing in the first place because that's the only thing that's going to get you to where you want to go if you start taking in other people's work and ideas and trying to do that that goes against the truth of your own nature mm. so it's important to respect that um yeah that's really good also, just quickly, yeah. I think it would be naive of us to sit back and think that people wouldn't do what we were doing. Um, we were aware that, mm. you know, we were touching on something that uh, was special, but also others would do eventually. So we've always been open-minded and, we, w we, you know, we welcome it. It's, it's healthy. It's a natural part of competition and business and artistry and you'll always have it. So... Yeah, we, we, we try to respect that too. 
And part of that is eating well, physically, mm. like physically mentally, spiritually, mm. being on each day, regardless of, you know, and then obviously you've got that direction for work when, you are, when you've got that mm. going on, right? Like mm. it's different if you're off at the pub every night, you're obviously not, you know, or you're out and about yeah. partying. It's and the like whole there, package. There would have been a lot of sacrifice in that space as well. Yeah. From you guys? or it, it, it took me a long time to almost circle back to what got me into photography through our photographic journey, like going out there so far and creating all these different types of images. Like for me personally, I feel like I have an eclectic style. Like I use different color grades, different tones. And I always sort of battled with that, trying to make some kind of continuity throughout my work and our work. But at the end of the day, I, I, you just have to, you know, that's okay. If you're eclectic, then that's okay. But it took me a while, while to get there, which is, which has been my latest creative battle, I guess. Mm. Now, moving on from that, we could talk about that for a lot longer, and I love people would love to listen to that for a lot longer. But we've got to keep moving. And our last trip we did together, or a couple ago, was with the Honey Badger. We he'd just come out of the Bachelor, and um, Nick and us guys spent that full month after he'd been in Bachelor. Um, the month of August right after the filming um, cruising around the Kimberley and we got some amazing images in that and we're still using them years later well I am and and they're all around the place and they're up on our walls at home and there's some unreal memories a lot of fun times that we have from that trip what about this trip people are going to see some of the stuff that I believe that's going to come out of this trip will be would just be a whole another level from what I've seen and experienced and what we've done um, how did this trip come about and being a wet season trip is out of season it's got all the variables and and it wasn't something that was planned for a long time it was something that only came up you know not that mm. long ago and we've had this crazy last 12 13 days of cruising around the Kimberley and helicopters boats cars on foot um, do you want to tell the crew a bit about this trip and how it came about and what was yeah let's just go through it a bit Gertie <laughs> Uh, what's that song? When you hear the Kimberly calling, yeah. you need to answer that call because it's true. Like it is, it does call out for you. Um, that, so that trip with Badger was two years ago and that was one of the most amazing trips ever just to be cruising around with Badger and Scotty in, in the bush weapon, Scotty's <laughs> epic car. Iconic. Um, iconic, yeah. Scenes. And we've been itching to get back ever since. Last year we planned to get back, but obviously 2020 stuff happened and we were over east for that year and couldn't get back into WA. Um, so this summer we we managed to make it back to WA and I think we are both thinking, yeah, we'll do the Kimberley in winter this year, 2021. Um, but... We heard the Kimberly calling. <laughs> so, and then Scotty literally called. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. Oi, man. What are you guys up to? <laughs> and our mate, Brandon, who's who joined us on this trip, he also was over from London. And there Young just, Spielberg. There were so many synchronicities. We had other plans for March, but then when we heard Scotty was free and everything just clicked in like the synchronicities were crazy and we just had to go we had to take advantage of scotty having some free time us having some free time and all being in wa just a short flight away mm. and the kimberley is such a polarizing place like coming up in the dry season you know it's all kind of the same you know the, the temperature is a bit more placid uh well it's still hot and cold but you know whereas if you come up in the dry 
it's just there's so much energy and the landscape looks so different it's green and red and lots of water and stuff so the wet man. yeah the wet yeah, yeah. <laughs> coming <laughs> up in the wet yeah um so i think we were attracted to that you know reimagining this place that we'd shot so many times before but in this in this wet season period where it's all stormy and yeah the kimberley is a place of contrast mm. um you have amazing abundance like seeing it in the wet season when everything's wet mm. and everything is just so green there's so much life you go walking and it's the sounds of the insects and the birds and the animals it's overwhelming just, it's overwhelming so there's it's a place of absolute abundance but at the same time it's a very harsh unforgiving landscape as well i think on every trip we've been on there ha- there has been sacrifices to the kimberley because <laughs> like whether it's st- a drone or yeah, a- stuff will always go wrong but on this and then like in the same day in the same scene like everything will go right and it will just be so uh like generous to um and yeah and that and our experiences like that wouldn't happen if it wasn't for you scotty like being able to travel through this place with you guiding us has been i think one of the main reasons we've wanted to come back so many times like knowing that we've got you there um telling the story of the landscape and and helping us with our photography in that sense has been such a blessing brother thinking you and that's yeah. the kimberly spirit right that's the kimberly spirit man <laughs> that's we what feel we're all it about. every time Amen. and like when Love we it. when we got the chance to come up this time with you it was a no-brainer yeah we appreciate it so much scotty yeah, yeah thanks pleasure. brother honestly Absolutely. and you feel that from the people of the kimberley they're just so mm. warm and welcoming everyone just wants to have a chat and just mm. yeah there's so much love here and that's my dream like with kimberley spirit right there that people come and they feel that so that's really cool that's mm. really special for us here because it's a challenging place to live and we have a small population over a massive area and we have a lot of dramas and a lot of things happening but from you guys angle to come in and to share you know what you're what you do and be the guys you are and be open to new experiences and and all of that it's really cool to be able to immerse yourself in the community as well come and get the imagery and have a great time and do all of that but also be able to spend time with community like on on this run where we're out with the kids and and heading out to waterfalls and doing stuff with um with all our extended family and all our beautiful people up here but it's really really cool to hear that kimberly spirit really come through and shine and there is a really big sense of community up here which you you don't really feel as much in the cities perhaps Mm. but when you come up here you really sense that especially when you get to hang out with guys like scotty Mm. um but we can touch on what we're talking about before about the kimberley being abundant yet so harsh at the same time Mm. i think every trip we've been on we've had sacrifices like that how many drones have we lost to the kimberley now probably probably five yeah about a couple five big ones big inspires some little <laughs> ones i crashed a drone on this trip luckily it's saved um but yeah. yeah they will just drop out of the sky the kimberly yeah. takes them as a sacrifice so if you come up here <laughs> bring it back up <laughs> always bring it back up yeah but at the same time the the images that those drones that we sacrificed have been so generous to us and created so much abundance for us so it's just it's part of it it's part of it it's overwhelming like even on on this trip jumps almost lost a drone um we've had a few injuries and a few <laughs> a few overwhelming days mm. um we've had days where 
we just had no idea what what was going to happen and we thought uh it would be a real struggle to get good photos or be a real struggle to you know um you just got to go with the flow when you're here in the Kimberley that's it and when we let go of resistance and just let kind of other people guide guide the trip and guide where we'd be going that's mm. when like that's when the magic happens yeah showing up just showing up for it's a good metaphor for life eh? (laughs) just gotta let go of resistance show up and go for the ride i was thinking that before it really is just each one of those times it's just being ready and just going it's like if you second guess it you're i don't know the weather's like particularly this time of the year when you look outside you look at charts you look at the weather and you don't know what's going to happen and is there going to be any light when we get there because it's all about the light with you guys like with this photography you know there's the amazing light hitting the landscape and doing what it does um particularly so it's like for all those times you guys are talking about right now which is like for us as bungle bungles um out in the coburn range you know like up up and down the gib river road up the ord river um out in the carboid range has been some of the highlights another range that um has been a complete standout on this trip is something you guys really wanted to come and see that we really look forward to that imagery coming out i do i can't wait Mm. um but all of those has just been like getting ready sorting ourselves out and just going mm. and then it just happens so. yeah 100% yeah being being the wet season access to a lot of these places is quite difficult so there's a couple of spots where we had to charter a helicopter and helicopters are not cheap so especially when you got six people in the air yeah <laughs> so we had four of us plus the pilots we had to get a big, bigger heli than usual yeah um so yeah, you'd wake up in the morning, the skies would be grey and we're about to spend a couple of grand or a few grand on this heli ride that might not provide anything because it's we're used to photographing beaches in full sunlight um, and to be spending this money on a, on a flight, you know, you just got to listen to Scotty when he says... It's time to go. It's time. <laughs> yeah, let's go. And you just got to go with the flow and... It's amazing what happened when we were out there shooting. I'm pretty excited to go through the images. And, you know, as we were moving through the Kimberley, Scotty, you'd show us a lot of other photographers' work, people like Ken Duncan, Mm. Ben Brody, um, some of the guys. Ben Kapinski. Ben Yanni's a big Some of the other incredible photographers up here. Matt Deacon. Yeah, um, from miles away. Landy Bradshaw. There's so many up here Mm. that it's exciting to be shooting amongst them mm. um, because I think with Salty Wings, Al, it's back to that eclectic style. Like we don't really, we just honor the landscape and, sh- and shoot it and photograph it in a way that feels natural. So I'm sure the images that come out of this trip will be just like that. So there's a good chance you're listening to this before any of these images have come out because we've got what, 10,000, 20,000. <laughs> yeah. About we, we got a lot of work to do. 10,000. <laughs> yeah. Um, so hopefully some good stuff comes out soon and mm. so individually uh, the highest point and the lowest point of this trip please <sighs> can i just say the whole trip was the high point <laughs> <laughs> it was so epic yeah um, the landscapes were amazing but just the good times we had with scotty and brandon mm. it was so much fun yeah um, it's a humbling it's a humbling experience because the landscape's so massive and we're so small it really puts you in your place of yeah. surrender mm. i guess we got to go to the bungle bungle national park and land and walk around it 
by ourselves, not another soul within what, like a hundred kilometers or something. That was amazing. What about the snakes? <laughs> <laughs> the ones we eat. That was a pretty big high point for me. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about lollies, not two packets a day. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, it's easy to say the landscape was the high point. But, uh, but, I think but yeah, the memories and the connections and the... Low point? Just, um, well, for me... What was the I, challenge? What was the challenge? For me, I think I've fractured a part of my big toe <laughs> on the last day in the Bungle Bungle. So that, that is my sacrifice for the trip. Yeah. But it happened on the last day. So it didn't really affect the trip at all. Yeah. I think for me, the low point was being so far away from home and so far away from the things I usually look to for comfort Mm. Um, and just really being out there by myself Mm. uh, which was hard to deal with this trip but because of that hardship it kind of birthed a a fresher way of just just how I'm approaching life in this chapter of my life Mm. it was great to give that get that space get that distance go through it and then come back knowing actually it's good for me mm, it's so good hey yeah the weaker i get the stronger i become mm. i love that um but in in that as well in saying that um it's it's extremes as you know as soon as the clouds part we're just dealing with 40 40 plus degrees just straight on the forehead mm. and um and the water and stuff and and like brandon is left now um brennan Brandon, Brandon, <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> His name's Brandon, but Brandon the whole trip. Marlon Brando. <laughs> and he's the filmographer. He left this morning. Young Spielberg. Yeah, Mr. Spielberg. Himself. He got heat exhaustion quite quite bad one afternoon and he was down and out and mm. had to get some fluids into him and then he had a stack the next day and there was all those side of things. But what I was getting back to in all of that and um, they're real challenges and real things that happen throughout these trips. It doesn't matter how much you're drinking, how prepared you mm. are. Like you've just all of a sudden you're getting excited and you're loving what you're seeing through the viewfinder and you're making this magic and you forget to drink for an hour that you're in trouble. And yeah. he was, he was, you know, he, he was, was out for he 24 looked, hours. Almost. He was, yeah, he was shocking. But in that camping, like we, we were very blessed. Um, the Heli Spirit helped us out and put us up in their actual own um, workers' accommodation. Um, out at Pernalulu, out at the bungles. And so we had a few nights there where we didn't have air cons and didn't have all of that. So it was just sweaty, long. Shout out to Heli Spirit, though, for yeah. putting us up. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Very grateful for that. And Nathan. And Nathan Piper. Yes, was a pilot in the world. He was absolutely amazing. And from the get-go, um, throughout the whole trip, we did a lot of time in the helicopter. We did a lot of days. And like you're saying, to be using a long ranger for that stuff, it's expensive. It's all of that. To have a pilot's just ready to go and he's just... And he was just pumped all the time, and he was enjoying it as much as we were. The made nicest it. guy, yeah. On earth. And he really made <laughs> it. And he actually, his first wedding anniversary was on a day we were in the bungles. So he spent his first wedding anniversary with four fellas at the bungles without anyone. The national parks closed. We had special permits to be in there, and he was just making the most of it and um, and all of that. So it was we're very blessed to have that. But yeah, without all the creature comforts, you know, with um, mm. certainly made it challenging. And then and not being able to plan ahead we couldn't plan tomorrow morning mm. but you know the tonight because we didn't know we had to wake up at three thirty, four o'clock each day and just and just sit there and watch the sky and and be ready to go in any moment so um yeah there was lots of challenges in that what but about you scotty highs and lows um i think i said it the other day but there was obviously a range um in the meantime in the, there was 
those particular couple of days that really blew my mind when we're out and we're looking forward to sharing that with more people but for me the pentecost sunset i just love them i love mm. them so much and to be out at the pentecost river for the sunset right at the crossing that photo i believe is the best i've seen out of there and as you guys grade it up and you do your thing it's like that was just really really special i really enjoyed that sunset mm. i love a good sunset mm. now but it's so hard because i've done all of this stuff so many times that it really comes but down to those moments when like for me god just shines on a place and goes boom and just brings this place to there life it is. like i've seen the waterfalls i've seen the bungles in the wet and the dry and all the different seasons and that was what i have to go equal that sunset as well as just our whole experience in the bungles it was I knew it was going to be next level. I called it before we went. I said, this is going to be the best trip ever. It was absolutely the best trip I've ever had in the bungles personally to experience the things wow. I did and see the things I saw and the impact it had on me. I've got some really exciting things happening in my life at the moment. And this just brought them to a whole nother level and just, it knocked me off. Like One thing I'll just touch on quickly is when you're in the middle of really challenging seasons, it takes a lot of energy from you. Mm. and and you need rest and you need time out and away from people and all of that that's in the challenging seasons but in the victorious seasons in the seasons when everything's going right and you're just having these amazing victories it's something i never really thought about a lot is that it actually takes a lot of energy out of the, out of you in those situations too because you're just so excited and mm. pumped and and it takes the same amount of energy when you're getting flogged to when you're totally winning so mm. to be in there and like i'm in this this place right now where i'm just winning and i'm just having this amazing journey um it just brought all that up and it just knocked me out each night i was just out stone cold like when we sleep from eight o'clock through to four o'clock just dead mm. <laughs> like, dude we were up in the we were in the up in the long ranger and we forgot one extra headset so scotty would be just with his earphones <laughs> in, just singing the whole time. He couldn't. He couldn't hear us. We couldn't hear him, yeah. and he'd just be singing. You're. Well, in I the, do love that. Not yeah. for myself. Not being a photographer, like yeah. enjoying photography, but being a guide and being able to guide around guys that are going to nail what I hope they're going to nail, and, and above and beyond. Yeah. To be able to sit there with my own music in and just praising and just frothing out and just looking at this landscape, like it's just this big garden, you know, and it's just mm. this garden like from this other planet that like i've been going to the bungles forever and i know it you know i know the place but this was just a whole nother place i didn't know like mm. it existed so sore spots you'd never seen before yep yeah wow. and and i'd seen them before but they hadn't i hadn't in, they hadn't right. impacted me because i saw them in a new light and it's like mm. the kimberly does that every day you know but mm. i'd been to all of them but just in a whole nother light and so for me that's the equal you know and then obviously the connection having the boys there as well and just seeing you guys it's always gives me a lot of joy to see the people and just the reactions and mm. all of us just you know being surrendered to moments that are just totally out of our control that all we've done is done our bit to be there and then we just totally switch on but low point is seeing you know brennan <laughs> brennan <laughs> that exhaustion like that's not fun i don't like seeing people mm. copper like that but at the same time i do love seeing them coming out of it and then they learn from it because he'll never forget that for the rest of his he'll life being knocked out like that and then we left him at the camp and went shooting. And my car. <laughs> oh, yeah. My car, I did a radiator. We cooked my car one afternoon. And That's right. One day and got a... And out of that, you know, we were able to get my girl out and she snatched strapped us, towed us into town and... And we made a victory of that as well, but... I think that that's, was, that's part of the reason we fully committed to the helicopter too. Yeah. Because we were a bit worried about crossing the creeks in the car to get into the bongles. Yeah, which we had, like, we could get permission to do, but we could have got stuck and all of that sort of thing, but... Yeah. yeah can but. i just say credit to brandon we haven't said this but 
the day after he got heat stroke, he was out doing chin ups. He bounced back <laughs> so strong. What what a legend. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I want to say about what Scotty just said is that just showing up like the Pentecost when we out when we drove out there from Kananara, the whole western sky was just covered in clouds. There was there was like not much going on. Looking out the window, I thought, oh, this could be an absolute dud, but. We went out there, we d- we committed to it anyway, and then, yeah, right on that sunset, it just opened up for us, and the photos that, yeah, particularly this one that Jumps got, which, it'll blow your socks off. <laughs> Banger. <laughs> yeah, it's the... And, and same thing with the bungles, we would wake up and we'd just see clouds, and we would think, oh no, what what are we going to do today? But we would we'd go, we'd show up, and that's when the magic happened the the Kimberly Wings collaboration just created magic. Nathan the pilot we would always joke about it, how we'd like we'd just be out there and that things would look grim and then all of a sudden rainbows would start appearing and oh mm. my god. There was just water everywhere. Everything was so abundant and beautiful. That was really cool. We got four separate rainbows in the in the bungles while we we're in the sky. Yeah, that was special and man. Yeah, they were. I'm glad you brought that up because that was a real high point for me as well. But um, we're going to wrap it up. You guys, if there's anything else you want to say to the to the crew on here, then just to wrap things up and, and we'll certainly be doing this again. We know that. Mm. And I um, really look forward to having you guys back up. It's been a real blessing to have you here and and um, and to journey through the Kimberley over the last couple of weeks to start in the east mm. and finish over here in Broome. And you've still got a couple more days of shooting around Broome and a bit more action to go, which we look forward to seeing as well. But just anything else that you'd like to just to wrap things up from each of you? Um, well, firstly, it's just been a pleasure and an honour to be around you, Scotty, mm. um, because your values are ones that we both share and to see you move through the, the landscape and connect with people in the way you do really motivates us and we feel that connection Mm -hmm. so that's the first thing i wanted to say brother Um, the second thing is that anyone who's listening who is photographing or creating film or doing anything creative i would just say that like salty wings for me was the one project that i really wanted to do Mm -hmm. and had a lot of resistance to but i just did it you know so it might just be that one project that you've got in your mind that you really keep thinking about but you just haven't had the chance or you've been avoiding doing the work just show up on that one project and see what happens and keep going as well like it hasn't all been smooth sailing for us there were moments a year or two in where it started falling apart a bit um Mm. we weren't making enough money to live on and we were Mm. considering other options and I guess the important lesson from that when things could have gone another way is keep going we kept going we kept with it the the stagnant mind is the devil's playground yeah and it's often the times of most resistance when you just push through and the other side of that is when great things happen Mm. um i just want to back up what jump said before just so appreciative of scotty and so stoked to be on his podcast what an honor um, this guy is an absolute Kimberly legend, but just a great friend of ours now. And um, for him to give up his time just to show us around and um, give us advice about photography and always be willing to help and always be so positive and in such a good mood and 
just like Shut it's up. just an absolute pleasure to hang out with him we had such a good time um and so appreciative of the kimberley landscape like we are blessed to be in australia which is such a beautiful country um, but the kimberley in particular really teaches you to honor and respect the landscape and to be appreciative of it so come up and see it <laughs> amen to that how good is that thanks fellas that's really 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 cool and um yeah look forward to all of this stuff that's coming and the adventures ahead let's do this it's all about living right that's it Oi. how good's living <laughs> jobs on <laughs> um, i guess we should say if you want to see the photos that come out of this trip um we're at salty wings that's our instagram handle and facebook salty wings or you can go to our website www.saltywings.com.au shameless plug but <laughs> we've t- yeah we've talked about it so much we it's probably fair to let you know where to find the work and no that's perfect i always forget that stuff <laughs> it's important because <laughs> people do want to know where to go so that's really cool and one more thing we brought brandon up here with us to make a bit of video so look out for that uh we have a youtube channel too salty wings so that's where brandon um his magic will be posted on youtube and that's yeah hopefully that video or not hopefully it will be epic and just such good memories for us to Mm. make a video of this trip that's the most important thing i want to look back at this trip when i'm 80 and just absolutely froth like we're frothing now (laughs) absolutely amen to that amen bless you guys love yous let's do it job's on thanks scotty yeah cheers for tuning in to another episode i trust you enjoyed it To follow more of our journey, check us out on Instagram at Kimberly Spirit or the website KimberlySpirit.com. Stay stoked and God bless.